from the Summit in Scottsdale, Arizona, the Core presents Sales Training Boot Camp with Dayton Schrader and Jeremy Larkin. Today's topic, the VIP list. Build it, nurture it, perfect it. All right, so uh, for the record, we're recording this for the people that couldn't be here. It'll be a, uh, I don't know, what, an MP3 or any CD. What do they send out anymore? Cassettes or CDs? I don't remember anymore. <laughs> A-track. A-track. A-tracks. If anybody's old enough to remember those. So uh, so let's get this go. This is where started. So we're going to talk about VIPs and how important they are to your business and your practice. I'm thrilled to be talking and teaching this class with Jeremy Larkin. He's one of our up-and-coming superstar producers out of the Woodlands in Houston, and there's a fantastic team. He's fought hard to uh, get this position to be a, a coach for the Corps, and we're thrilled to have him. So, Jerry, tell me a little bit about your practice and your team and what that looks like, and then we're going to go straight into straight into work. We, and we ran over on the charity and everything else, so we're only about an hour left, so we're going to have to go super fast on this. So, okay. so, Jeremy, please. Yeah, first of all, I'm honored to be here today, guys. I'm super fired up because I'm here to talk about the foundations of your business. I'm honored to coach with Dayton Schrader. And this guy has lined out the path for a lot of us in this industry, a lot of us in this organization. So I'm honored to be up here talking with him today. Just show of hands, who's here? Who here is, like, would be super excited to put about 20 to 30 more deals on their plate for, for 2022? Same here, right? And I think we could do that with tactics that Dayton and I are going to ch- show you guys today. We're going we're gonna to add at least, I'm, I'm looking to add 20 or 30 more just out of, out of this, uh, this class for myself today. So um, We're on page 93 in your book, if you would, please. Who here has heard the, or heard the saying, fortune favors the brave? Right? We've all heard that? Well, I think fortune also favors the grace, the gracious. And Dayton's one of those guys that I've just, you know, I'm, I'm thinking back to my core journey. I started back in 2010. You know, the rooms were like 200 people in the room instead of 600 people in the room. And, uh, I mean, I was broken. I mean, I came in this organization. I had no direction. I kind of came from the school of hard knocks. And... It was people like Dayton. Like, I, I just, I distinctly remember talking to Dayton. And I think about, like, how my journey has gone and how my business has grown over the years and the structure of my team. It is based on everything Dayton has done. I mean, I can look at my business. It's almost a spitting image of what Dayton has done. I'm honored to be up here coaching this guy. I think he's a phenomenal guy, phenomenal dad, phenomenal coach, just a phenomenal person. Honored to be sharing the stage with Mr. Dayton Schrader. Appreciate it. Uh, so... I've, 20 years I've been doing this, or part of the core, and about six months ago, Rick was fussing at us on a coaching call like he does every other Wednesday. He's always lighting us up about something. And, and he made the distinction about how important it was to build your VIP list. And we were talking about newer realtors and people new to the industry. And I thought, geez, that guy's so smart sometimes. I swear to God, I wish I could do, implement a little bit faster. But the point was, if I, I coach my students all the time, you need to start with a 250-person database, and then you got to grow it to 400. That's the pro forma of the core: 400-person database, letter of the heart, EOS, all those things every month, consistently pouring into them. But that 400-person database might yield 30 or 40 transactions a year. Over the next few years, it's going to take a while to incubate that population. It's going to take a while to nudge the other realtor that they know or the other five realtors that they know out of the way and put yourself in first position. And so for all this time I've been coaching, you've got to get your database right. You've got to get your database right. You've got to get your love of the heart. You've got to get your EOS right. And Rick said, the fastest way to make money is VIPs. Oh, doink. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> And so 
if you can work that constituency correctly, if you can vet them properly, if you can identify them, if you can align with them, if you can follow these practices and checklists and things like that, you can get there a heck of a lot faster. And you can still curate your database. You can still add a geographic farm. You can chase builders if they're available in your marketplace. There's other things that you can do. But the VIPs are the fastest way to the most money promise you, swear to God, that's the way to do it. And I don't know why it took 20 years uh, for that to, to all of a sudden the light goes on in my head about how critical that is. Now, I've, I've been a byproduct. I knew it a long time ago. I kind of figured it out. And I've been very blessed in our market. We have a ton of builder business in San Antonio. Uh, I got in a long, long time ago in that, and it's worked really well for me. So they're my VIPs. So who's got somebody in their stable that sends them two or three deals a year? Okay, good. A lot of people. So who is that? Take a volunteer. Who is that? Who is that person to you, financial Matt? Planner. A financial planner. Who else has got somebody that sends them two or three deals a year? Yes, sir. Uh, divorce attorney. Divorce attorney. Those are great people to, to cultivate those. With. But it doesn't happen overnight either. You got to work it, right? Right. Yes, sir. Ken. Lender. Lenders. A great lender. That's really nice because normally it's, you know, two for one or one for ten or whatever. They've got <laughs> other relationships they've got to have. Who else has got somebody in their stable? Business owner. Business owners, fantastic. So who's got maybe 10 people in their stable that send them two or three deals a year? Good. 20? There we go. Okay. So, Jeremy, how many? I've got probably 12. 12, okay. So the only difference between me and everybody else in this room, besides being really, really old and a little chubby, but the only difference between everybody else in this room, I've got about 150 of those people that send me two or three deals a year. There's no way I could do the volume that we do without having those leverage relationships. And that's where my business exploded years ago. And now, they come and they go. They transfer their affections. We screw deals up. We chainsaw deals. We miss clues. I get beat by somebody else, by some very uh, competent competitors in our marketplace. I get beat by Zillow. I get beat by, um, those guys are going down, but that's another story. <laughs> and I'll turn the mic off for that. But anyway, open door. Orchard, you name it. All those I buyers were getting beat by those. We're fighting for market share in that space. Like I said, I got some super competitors in my market that are also very good and very capable. And so I've got to continue to cultivate and prospect and and refresh and top grade those relationships because they do come and go. Just like your database is going to erode. I rode my database for 25 years. All my friends getting married, having babies, getting divorced, getting remarried, getting reload, growing, earning more income. And I rode that way for 25, my, my late 20s into my late 50s, early 60s. But now in my 60s, everybody's got one deal left. So I could have this really great database that I took really good care of for a very long time. They don't need me anymore. They only got one deal left. And in San Antonio, it's either a garden home or they're headed to Port Aransas or they're headed to Horseshoe Bay. But they're not going to keep moving every five to seven years like they have. So identifying those VIPs is how we've been able to continue to maintain and kind of grow our practice over the years. So tell me about your, what you're doing with VIPs and how that's working for you right now. Yeah, so I have about 60 people on my VIP list. Um, you know, I thought that you know, we have this broken down into three parts. Like the first part here is the definition of a VIP, right? So for me, the definition of VIP are... I've got a pretty big, big builder constituent as well, so I've got several builder people in, in the Houston market that send me two to three deals per year. Um, I've got uh, estate planners are on my, on my uh, uh, VIP list. They do really well. You know, people, there's two things that are for sure. It's death and taxes, right? So that's, that's a, you know, always something good to go after. Um, but 
you know, again. But besides, besides the population, the, the, what are the characteristics? What, what, is the, what are the... What's the definition of a VIP? There we okay. go. Thank you. Well, yeah, I, I think everybody has a different answer. To me, the definition of a VIP is somebody that is considering you two to three deals per year. Or in my world, somebody that's can be, it's very influential in your life. Okay, so for me, it could be like in the builder business, we have sales managers, we have division presidents. You know, there may not be the direct line of referral for us, but they put their arm around us and say, hey, you guys should use this guy. It's a good, you know, it's a good person to have on your VIP list and love on. Um, you know, I had a, I have a coach, I'm, I'm going to give some credit to Ben Wilson here in the room. So he, he made me run through this exercise this, over this last semester and really kind of, really was a big aha moment for me. You know, I look at my VIP list and I think the VIP list should be people that you just, love to talk to, you love to spend time with, you know what I mean, that these people love you back, it's a reciprocal type of relationship, and he had us, he had us run through this exercise of like, what are your non-negotiables of the people that you have in your life, right, so like I wrote down like 15 to 20 different, uh, like, you know, they got to be competitive, they were, you know, dependable, loyal, like what are these qualities that you look for in people, and I, he, had, he, had, and he had us narrow it down to our top three. So, like, for me, mine was loyalty, dependability, and integrity. And I took a look, and I, I really started, like, like looking at my VIP list, and I'm like, you know, do these people in my life have these qualities? Right? I think the people on your VIP list should be people that are uh, people you want to be around. You know, that like values. They share the same. Share shared values. Share values. Shared values. Yep. And, shared uh, sacrifice is even better. Yep. But shared values is at, at, at the and we're minimum. All, and we're all at different places in our careers, right? So, like, you know, I'm in a place where, you know, I had probably close to 100 people on my VIP list earlier this year. And I've, I've, I've narrowed it down to 60. Just people that I really want to pour into, love on. And we're going to talk about tactics on loving on, loving on people and what we do to nurture those relationships. So, a speaker we had years ago is a guy named Linus Jerusis, one of the best speakers we ever had. He's going to be in the box set anthology of uh, CD, of core speakers. And he talked about this, this very practice. And... And basically said, the first thing you got to do is, who, what's your sweet spot as a client? What is your favorite buyer or seller? What are you looking for? Move up buyer, first time home buyer, a snowbird. What are you looking for? And then the next step to this process is, who knows those people? And the example he used was the, uh, the six degrees of separation. Is anybody familiar with that process? So there was a challenge years ago, long before FedEx and long before anything else. They challenged uh, guys in Kansas City to get a letter to a person in New York. And I can't remember all the details, but basically they had 30 or 40 people that sent these letters. Well, 25 or 30 of those letters made it all the way to the right person in New York, and they came to him through his uh, tailor, his haberdasher. And so, but they found out it was a combination of, it was five, six, on uh, average of six degrees of different people who knew somebody who knew somebody who could make that introduction. I think, and now in the, in the world we live in now, it's probably two or three degrees of separation. But identifying who it is that you want as a client, what's your perfect client, and then who trades in that space, who else knows those people. So being tactical about it is, number one, figuring out who you want as a client, now, do you want inbound reload and a 40% referral fee? And if you do, that's great. But no, that's what you're signing up for. Or do you want to chase FISBOs and expire? What do you want? And then identify the people that can help you leverage those relationships and introduce you to those people where it's mutually beneficial. 
And then as Jeremy said, they've got to have shared values. I mean, it's got to be somebody that you've got access to. If they're not taking your calls, if they don't want to play the game with you, you don't eliminate them from your life, but they don't meet the criteria of a VIP. This is somebody that you've got to call every Monday or once a month and check in on them. You care about cultivating a relationship. You respect them. You want to hang out with them. You want to have dinner with them. They're welcome at your house. Your spouse likes them. You want to hang out with them. They want to hang out with you. That's a VIP. The rest of it's transactional. Until you get to that point, it's transactional. So being intentional about it and really cultivating those relationships and spending your Monday pouring into those people is is what it takes. No, I, I totally agree. So what, I, I guess what's a what's a what's a, like some of the top qualities you look for in VIPs, Dayton? I know you I do. I know you just thought like Dayton, like Dayton hosts dinners at his house. Dayton does some really big things for VIPs. I'm just curious, like, what do you look for in a VIP, Dayton? Uh, they want to align with me too. They see that I've got value that I can bring to them, and and if, that's huge for me. And I'm I don't have the non-negotiables. I got to work on that. That was a big takeaway from yesterday. Uh, but I'm big on loyalty. I got my own abandonment issues, so loyalty is a really <laughs> really big thing for me. And, and it drives me nuts when someone says, well, yeah, but we're dealing with so-and-so. And I think, what are you kidding me? I should, I should never, ever lose a listing to anybody ever. Right. And I still get beat uh, on stuff, and it drives me nuts. But that's my ego saying my resume ought to beat anybody else's resume. But that's not the truth. The truth is the relationship. They heard something I didn't hear. They were listening better than I was. They were referred in better than I was. There's something else going on, and I just flat got beat, and it drives me nuts. But that, uh, but they've got to appreciate and respect what I do. And if it doesn't matter to them or they don't know the difference, then that's probably not a good fit for me either. Right. You shouldn't have to feel like you sell yourself to them, right? Like they should already understand I mean, I the value. Deliver. I got to keep. My yeah, promise. but they should understand your value, though, right? right? I mean, they understand your value up front. Excellent. Um, so, do you want to dig into like what, what we do for some of our VIPs? Want to start yeah. digging some yeah. of that stuff? Okay. So. Um, so I figured we'll share some tactics. What, what I do to level my VIPs, I will tell you. So I, again, when it, you know, narrowing it down to those non-negotiables, right? Those people you really want to be around, right? So like I'm going over the top, above and beyond. I firmly believe in having small leveraged events with my VIPs. Um, you know, I bought my big Mac Daddy houses here, so like I'm leveraging that on a really high level. So I, you know, I'm hosting poker games, I'm hosting wine nights, but I like doing, I like having families of two or three, maybe two to three VIPs at a time with their spouses. Like you got to get spousal buy-in as well. I mean, that's, I think it's phenomenal if you can connect your spouse with, uh, with your VIP spouse. I think that's a, that's a great, great tactic. Um, but again, I think the other part of like when you're grouping your people together, like, so what's something I'm real careful about is I like to make sure that there's some like values there, right? So for instance, like a lot of my guys, like my guy VIPs were golfers. Right. So I don't want to bring my golfer guys with people that don't care about golf because, you know, what those conversations are going to be about. It's going to be about golf. So, you know, having, you know, ha- having a high level of, of intelligence as far as where, you know, what the values are of your VIPs. And I think there's a way to do that. We do that with the all about you form. Right. So I'm big about I have all about you forms on every single one of my VIPs. I have all their spouses names, spouses, birthdays, kids, birthdays. And we're loving on those guys on a super high level. But I do believe, so when I have my leverage events, I'm just really careful about who I invite. I don't invite everybody to every event. I'm doing a better job of having smaller, deeper, um, you know, like-minded people at those events. So um, that's, that's a tactic of mine, one of my top tactics. Years ago, I read a book by Harvey McKay, and uh, he, talked, he wrote How to Swim with the Sharks Without Being Eaten Alive and some other really good books, very good speaker. And he had the McKay 66, which is in your, in your notebook. 
Of course, Rick always accuses me of doing too, no, he doesn't accuse me of doing too much. He said less is more, less is more. So that's been distilled down to the all about you form. But the McKay 66, if you really want a dossier on your referral partners, if you really want to go deep with those people and you find out that they're LDS, so you don't offer them coffee or chocolate, or they're recovering alcoholics, so you don't take them out for drinks or tempt them with a happy hour, or they've got other schools, affinities, uh, charities that they love. It goes way deeper than the all about you form, but you start touching their heart, take mm-hmm. care of their kids, yes. take care of their pets, take care of their spouse appropriately. Those are really, really good ways to to in, get yourself ingrained in this. And wow, I love doing business with you. Who's gotten, who sold a house and you got a gift from the builder uh, sent to the house? Years ago, they used to do that when they loved us, when they were willing to pay us <laughs> and builders loved right. us and they kind of needed us every once in a while. There were some builders that sent out some very generous gift baskets and my, we'd get one at the house. My wife said, oh my God, go sell another one of those. Or you got a big bonus check or a gift card or something like that. And they'd say, gosh, they, those people are great. Go sell another one of their houses. Anybody have that? A few of you. Okay, good. So thank you. Uh, so taking care of somebody else's spouse, remembering their anniversary, giving them a heads up. Hey, it's your anniversary this weekend. What are you guys up to? Little things like that go a long way in deepening and cultivating that relationship. Be above and beyond just getting the transaction done. Because right. a lot of people can do that. That's not that big a deal. It's the lead gen and the lead conversion is where the real money is. And then the growth comes from the leverage. Uh, of these referral partners, the leverage from your team doing the stuff you don't need to be doing and the leverage from the referral partners that can put more people in front of you and being referred the way you want to be referred. Yep. Not you, just want a free card or something like that. Yeah, you want to get deep with, you want to get deep with the VIP, send a, send a birthday card to their kids. I've had a, uh, I've had, I've had uh, people I'm on their VIP list. They send the handwritten thank you cards to my kids and our hand, excuse me, handwritten birthday cards with a little message. I mean, you want to get, you want to start tugging the heartstrings and feel like you have a deep relationship with somebody. Start sending birthday cards to their kids, little messages to the kids. It's awesome, awesome tactic. Who's got? I, I'm, I'm, I'm just, to, just to show you, I, I do the best I can. I've got my birthday list in here. I, I sit down every Thursday with Jamie, who takes care of me, and we go through Salesforce, and these are my birthday calls for the last, because I was going to be out of town this week and next week, so we printed that out, went through, who's getting a call, who's getting a card, who's getting a text, who's getting what, and so that, these are my VIPs, and so a tactic like that, to have that in writing, and who's, who's doing a good job on birthday calls? Good for you. And what is the feedback that you get so when you catch somebody and you really get a hold of them? Just a minute. They're grown-ups. They're grown men and women. And they think, wow, you took a couple of minutes. Who else? I'll tell you something that I try doing and it works is I call them the day before their birthday. So I let them know how special they are in my life because I'm, I'm like getting excited for them that, hey, it's three days tomorrow and I'll joke about their age and this and that. But I get all the time with them when I try to do it on their birthdays. They've got their family, they've got their friends, everybody else calling them. Right. And I'd say that my, my getting them on the call is probably half of what I do when I call them the day before the birthday. Right. Before your voicemail fills up, I want to get catch you real quick. Kimberly? I call and I'll wish them a happy birthday. They're pretty happy. If I don't uh, reach them, I'll send them a video and say, I just left you a message and wanted to say happy birthday for Right. I've got a, a bud, Tom Romanello, uh, who just had a birthday earlier this week. We'll call and sing. And I mean, it is horrible. I mean, <laughs> it is horrible. But it's, it's the thought that counts. Who else? Are we... Yes, sir. Yes, 
Yeah. Even a meme, even something. I, I mean, I used to send out the Morgan Freeman. I, this is Morgan Freeman. I'm wishing your birthday. <laughs> You're God. hearing that in my voice. And so that got to chuckle out of people. But some acknowledgement and just taking, and it, it, it's just a tactic. It's just a system and a process and a tactic to, to deepen that relationship. And people are so surprised. They go, well, you know, if you don't take all this technology and do something with it, it's kind of useless. Yes, ma'am. Depends on who they are, but yes, yeah. my, uh, uh, my builders my build get a lot of cards from me. I sign a lot of cards, and they bring them in and say, these are the birthdays for the week, anniversaries for the week, thank you notes for the week. We're really, really good about that. But I've got help. I've got bandwidth, and I've got people that do that for me because left to my own devices, I'd just be sitting in my chair just rocking back and forth. So. I think I think uh, technology's made us a little more impersonal these days. Like I just highly recommend making phone calls. Don't send the text. Just go go the extra mile and make that phone call. It's just more impactful. And if they don't answer, like I tell you something, I've got a lot of and I I, I do it naturally because I care about these people, right? So that's the whole thing. If you're making these calls, you truly care about these people. Like leave a super impactful voice message. Like why they're important to you. You know what I mean? And tell them how much you know. Share how much you care about them. I mean, I've gotten some. I mean, I've, I've gotten some messages like people are crying when they call. I'm like, oh my god, that's the most beautiful message I've ever heard. I mean, just like go, go when you're work, when you're working this list and these connections that you should be really deep with, like you should go that extra mile with these folks. Yes, ma'am. I'm sorry. I, my one contact works and one doesn't, and so I'm not trying to. Think. So, 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 Viv, Vivi, you have a minute? Yeah. Can, can I make a sales call on you? Sure. Okay. Uh, we know each other for a long time. I think we get along. We got a lot. We got like a lot of history together. Fair. Okay. I, I, I need to ask you. Uh, a lot of my people like you send me a ton of business, and I'm not really. I really haven't had any business from you. And I'm curious. Is there something we did or didn't do? Did I miss an opportunity? Did I mess something up? Or is there something around your reluctance? Or is there something else going on? Well, I don't know. Well, I mean, okay, let me put it in way. You know a lot of people. You're very influential. I'm sure a lot of people come to you for advice and counsel and things like that. And if somebody did say, we need to sell mom and dad's house or the kids want to buy a house, who would you refer them to? Okay, so you're, you're not comfortable for it. Well, I tell you what, if something, have you ever had, known anybody that had a bad experience buying or selling a house? Oh, yeah. How did that go? I mean, so, but didn't close on time, didn't net as much money, took too long to sell, okay. got beat out of multiple offers. Okay, that happens all the time. That way too often in this industry. So I promise you that's part of what we do. We are going to reflect well on you. We're going to take care of them, protect their interests. We're never going to hurt them. We're never going to let them get hurt. So if you refer people to me, I'm going to take really good care of them and make sure those kinds of things don't happen to them. Would you feel more, knowing that, do you feel more comfortable referring me? Yes. Okay. Well, you you played along nice, but I mean, there's people that, there are people that are just flat. I won't do it. Because, Great, nice visiting with you. Yes, hi. How may I help you? I mean, <laughs> at some point you got to say, okay, you know, it's just not it's not a good fit. It's just not a good fit. They don't want to play the game. But sometimes it's just a calling them out, saying, hey, did I miss something? Did we screw something up? 
They go, well, yeah, know, as a matter of fact, about five years ago, and, oh, gee whiz, I'm embarrassed. That's horrible. Can I make it right? Or do I need to just give up on that and take the lesson, forgive myself, move on, and so on? But we wallow in it too much, I think. And so sometimes you just got to say, it's, it's, it, it, we're going gonna to work or it's not. But let's, let's have a heart to heart. Yes, ma'am. I love your dialogue with that. And just to piggyback on that, was, my question was, do you boot a VIP? And I mean a VIP, like someone who already has had intimate dinners and they're part of your people. Right. And they buy with someone else. Oh. Literally buy a building with someone else. They're dead to me. That hurts. It happened. It happens. Uh, but those, you also have to understand, those people know a lot of other people. If they're that influential and impactful, it's not exclusive. But this is like, so do you, like, what's your dialogue? Right, right, How did I, okay, so, April? No. Keep in mind, yeah. So, let's have your name tag. Sorry, Renee. Renee, I'm sorry, Renee. Okay. So, so, hey, hey, Renee, congratulations on the new building. That's that's amazing. You must be really excited about that. Oh, I felt really sorry, Renee. I did publicly think of you, but um, I went with a listing agent because I didn't want to get friends involved. Okay. Well, I understand that, and so, and I, people don't want to protect their privacy, and they don't want other people knowing their business. Let me tell you. Anything that we do is 100% confidential. I don't ever yap about my clients or their business. Too many people in this town just chirp, 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 chirp all the time. And so whatever we discuss financially, personally, is 100% confidential. There's, uh, uh, that's a big deal to me. Uh, San Antonio is the biggest small town in the world. It's like living in a church. And there's about two or three degrees of separation. And you can use any city, any municipality, any anywhere. It's like living in a church. And people just chirp, 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 chirp all the time. So everything we do is 100% confidential. So, again, I'm sorry I missed out on that deal. I'm sorry the trust wasn't there. And I do respect I do respect the boundaries. But also going forward, man, if I can ever do anything for you, I don't ever want you to be worried about who I talk to or what I say or anything else. So, and I hope I've earned that trust with you. But do you invest more time with that person? It depends on how they react at that point. Yeah, I think bottom line is you're just not in a deep enough relationship with that person. If that happens, I mean, there's, you know, you have to look yourself in the mirror a little bit. Guys, guys we are in the commodity business. Yeah. Make no mistake about it. Yeah. If something, if I get hit by a bus tomorrow, the world is not going to stop turning. They're going to keep selling houses in San Antonio all day long. There's nothing super special about yeah. any of us. Yeah. So it's going to happen. They're going to know other people. They're going to say, my brother-in-law came to move, calls me about all these lots around Canyon Lake, which is north of San Antonio. And then, damned if he didn't drive down on his motorcycle and buy a lot without me. My brother-in-law, who used to be in the mortgage business, who I introduced, we, we, we married sisters. I mean, we've been friends for close to 40 years. Drives, I mean, it's a hundred thousand dollars. That's not that big a deal. But and then he says, "Hey, well, can you help me with the builder?" And I'm, "Yeah, you know what? Good luck on that builder thing. I hope that works out for you." I'm so mad. My wife is furious. I mean, because now it's. You know, anybody, anybody that, uh, my brother-in-law probably should have been, yeah, probably should have been. I mean, we, we're talking about buying a lot and he comes and buys a lot without me. I mean, that's, talk about the ultimate insult. That was, anyway, it could be great Thanksgiving. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Eat your own damn turkey. Tell me no in advance, 
then it doesn't hurt as much, right? So, right. Like this is one of my tendencies. But you know, I, I want you to know that you are my wife. Yeah, I consider you one of the very most important people in my life. And I really want to make sure that when you go to buy a house, that you're going to work with me. Can I tell on you for that? And if they say, you know what, I'm going to be my brother's brother's realtor, and I, I've got to do that, otherwise I'm have problems, then at least I know I'm not going to get my feelings hurt. But at least if I get that somewhat commitment from them, then that would be a different conversation. Page 104 is that script. Who would you refer? We work that out. And so there are only four answers to that question. And so they don't even have to know their lines. You can, when you get in a role play or when you get in scripting and things like that, if the other person doesn't know their lines, sometimes it's kind of hard. In this area, there's only four answers to that. Who would you refer? And you can take each one of those four, make it yours, and that's how you, that's, that's how you vet that person. And they go, you know what, Kimberly, I just got you know, my cousin, my sister, my brother-in-law, whatever, and go, I understand, I completely respect that. And now, you can, you can go a little deeper and say, oh, you know, I understand, but not everybody matches up with everybody. Are they a luxury agent? Are they going to take care of first time? Are they going to drive out to the boonies? Uh, are they bilingual? You know, there are other things where you, maybe you can be in second place on the Rolodex, and eventually they'll screw it up. We all do, right? So eventually you can work your way into the rotation, but at least, again, it's good practice to have that conversation to isolate the objection, overcome the objection. Hang on one sec. Yes, sir. Well, first of all, I was going to piggyback on one thing really fast. I'm going to get to that. I mean, I think, first of all, these people have to know their VIPs. Like, don't, don't be the, don't, don't make it a secret. Like, I'm very upfront about it. You are a VIP of my, you're a very important person in my life. And I, I plan, and I respect you. I have yeah. identified you as yeah. somebody and Here's why, here's why I respect you, whatever that reason is, right? Or this is why I, you know, I have a deep, you know, a deep, uh, urge to want to have a deep relationship with you. Here's why. You know what I mean? So, but to think about what you're saying, I mean, you know, I use Ford all the time, family occupation, recreation, dreams. I mean, I use that on a high level. But, of course, I'm in, a, I'm in relationships. I'm out checking on their kids, asking questions about the kids. So when I'm, call, making, when I'm making my VIP calls, I have a list similar to what Dayton was just pulling out. And it's got their names, spouse names, kids' names, what they're into. Like, I have that stuff sitting in front of me. But, but I'm also, you know, when you start, and we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about uh, how you build your VIP list. I mean, there's also a top grading aspect to it. Right. So if you're if you're having if you're in those types of relationships where, you know, it gets mundane and you haven't talked to them in six weeks, maybe they shouldn't be a VIP. Like I, I look at I look at the people I talk to and I got a tactic I'm going to share with you guys. Like I, I circle all my contacts, all my thank you cards, all of my face to faces on my greatness tracker. And it's a really, really cool visual tool to show like how often like like what like who are these people you're talking to. Right. I want 80 percent of my business to come from my VIP list at a minimum. Right, so that's what I'm looking for. I'm not, you know, I'm I'm highly referred. I don't want to make a bunch of cold call leads. I don't. I'm not in that business anymore. And so, like when I, so when I'm the point I'm bringing up with the, the greatest tracker is like I'm talking to my VIPs almost weekly, 
because I have a reason to, you know what I mean? Whether it's just saying hi, or, you know, we're just checking in, having fun, or, you know, fire off text messages to them, whatever. Like, I'm, I'm just telling you, like, I'm talking to my VIPs on a, on a very, very regular basis. So there's always something to talk about, because we have a lot of like-minded, we share a lot of, you know, share a lot of, of, uh, of hobbies and loves and whatever together, so. If, if you're reluctant, I haven't talked to you in six months, and I'm going to call you and say, hey, buddy, hook me up. That's not going to go very well. It's not good no. for you. That's not who you uh -huh. are. And that ain't going to go very well with them. It's more about the people that actually talk to the system, right? Like, um, give, me a, give me an example. Maybe like your setup, right? Like, yeah, like you go through the board and you're like, what's kind of your, your punchline? And it's just kind of one of those conversations that's just like checking in and saying hi. They're saying hi. Well, I'll, I'll, tell you what I've, I'll tell you what I've done lately. I'm just saying, like, you know, 50 VIPs or whatever, sometimes I'll have conversations month after month that don't quite get anywhere. Right? Okay. So it's part of the ask. So if, Correct. I, I'm, I grew up on Brian Buffini through all my years at Remax, and, and, and I loved him. He's great on stage, but one of the things that drove me nuts about him was that, oh, by the way, hey, you look great. You've lost weight. How are your kids? Why's your golf game? What's going on? Oh, by the way. And I thought that just completely undid everything else because that's all you really wanted. And so I'd rather call you up and say, Greg, man, I'm looking for work. I need, is there anybody you can think of that's in the market? I got the cutest little house coming up on the market. They need somebody, it needs a, uh, somebody with family. Or I've got an empty nester. Or I've got a, a, I've got some folks I just can't find a place for them. Do you know anybody? I'm looking for work. Or can you help me help somebody else? I need a CPA. I've got some new folks in town. Who's your VIP? Yes. That was one of my aha moments for me as well. was, and I, we're, kind of, we're kind of wandering a little bit, but if you guys are doing what you should be doing on your greatness tracker, calling your VIPs on Monday, part of the conversation is, hey, you're one of my VIPs. Who are a couple of your VIPs? Would you mind? And now I can say, hey, Greg, my name's Dayton Schrader. I got your name from Matt McCormick. I understand you're a fantastic financial planner. Uh, I sell a lot of houses. Can I buy you a cup of coffee? We got a mutual acquaintance. Matt said you were, you were fantastic. Who's going to turn that down? Yep. So if you're making your VIP calls Monday, you're getting names. If you're making your Tuesday update calls the way you should, you're getting names. Who's your CPA? Who's your financial planner? Who's doing this? Who's doing that? Yep. And then if you're making your database calls on Thursday, your hot leads aren't going to do you any good. You're not going to ask them for anything other than the appointment. But Thursday, you're calling your database. You're getting their view. So now you've got a whole list of people to call on Friday. Yep. That's, that's the greatness tracker hack right there and how to fill that up. And then Friday, you're making calls to get appointments to meet people next week. So you walk in Monday morning with a calendar full of really good, good high-dollar activity and appointments. Yes, ma'am. No. So, yeah, I have a VIP who sends me lots of deals, mm -hmm. and she sent me basically a poisonous human. Right. And, <laughs> so, still all stuff for her, and she fired me. Like, right. And she probably owes me about $8,000, but I... I I you got to get ahead of that and go see, because yeah. well, she may have poisoned the well. She may have gotten to him first. I'd give it a little bit of time, and then I'd ask him again. And, 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 and she married Oh, well, then you're, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you answered your own question on that one. <laughs> oh, bring it back. Bring it back. 
so so pillow pillow talk is going to win every time. So I got news for you. So sorry. And, yeah. And there are there are jealousies within relationships too. Of oh, you're not hanging out with her. I don't care. And and your past life is now over, and it's your new life going forward with our new friends. But all your old friends are now dead to me. So there's there's that dynamic going on too, which is far. So so. Build a bridge, get over it, and keep on going. Find somebody else. I'm going to leave a nugget with you guys really quick. It's like Rick dropped, I mean, Rick drops like these bombs on us on these coaching the coaches calls, right? That's a, that's a phenomenal piece of what we, what we get to experience being coaches. And so you're look, if you're looking for a topic of conversation with your VIPs, if you haven't had this conversation, talk about the dream book. Anybody here know what the dream book is? All right. What a great conversation to have with with, uh, with your VIP. Like, this is absolute gold. Yeah. Well, I mean, what is like, what is like, what is if your next purchase, like, what does your dream house look like? Right. I mean, you talk about having a, having something to talk about with your VIPs. There's a great topic you could have, you know, once a month. Like, hey, how are you feeling? Like, hey, I found this one property. Let's go check it out. I mean, it, it's a great topic of conversation. So my, I'm, my co- so, now here, so here's how it goes. You're one of my VIPs. We already had that conversation. I'm in a coaching program. You should know that if we're in relationship with one another. Mm-hmm. My coach came up with this greatest idea, and he challenged me to, find, to build a dream book about my best clients. So if I found you something, would it be a ranch? Would it be a beautiful old mansion near downtown? Would it be a condo with a view? Would it be a lake house? What would your dream deal be? If it, and if their dream deal is Santa Barbara, and you don't sell in Santa Barbara, you go, okay, but I can still, maybe I'll talk to somebody in Santa Barbara for you every once in a while. But if it's in the local community where they've got roots and, and they want to stay, if you say, you know what, if the house ever came up in Happy Valley, I might be interested in that. Or, and, and Rick was the perfect example. He challenged Phil and he said, you find me something on the lake, exclusive, private on the lake. So Phil finds him an island, a peninsula. <laughs> On, on the lake, and they bought it, and now he's in the market for a ranch, a farm. You know, I'll call it a ranch, a farm in North Carolina. So Phil's looking at farms for him, but that's a dream deal. Rick's got the wherewithal and the resources, and he'll pull the trigger if something happens. And so that that's how this kind of evolved into that thing. So when you've got your VIPs and say, "Hey, I found you an office building. I don't know if you're interested in it or not, but it looks pretty cool," or whatever, but you're listening to them. Mm-hmm about things that are important to them. So you that that's such a great tactic to use and you build that that portfolio on your clients the same thing about schools and kids and where their kids are going to school and pets and all that sort of thing. And you tack that on and you got a whole lot of stuff to talk about mm-hmm. when you're really when you've got that call reluctance or you think what am I going to say? What am I going to say? What am I going to say? There's all that information. Yep. I think I think you know bottom line is like don't be afraid to be the expert, the real estate expert in their lives. Like, you know, don't, don't assume that they know everything, right? Like even the wealth accumulator, like that's been, that's been a game changer for me as well. Like, you know, we just assume that everybody knows how to handle money or if they, if they have money that they're, they're doing a good job with it. I mean, like I came, you know, I came from public school. I mean, no one taught me how to do anything with money. You know what I mean? So we shouldn't assume that. So having those conversations, nothing wrong with having those conversations with people you're super connected with. Yes, Lisa. So, so I'm I'm pretty tactical about no matter what whoever I'm in front of I don't know if it's just years of being in the business but I'm I'm always trying to weave a real estate conversation into everything I'm just very purposeful about that. Um, it's a good question, Lisa. So my golf buddies. So I mean I have I have a couple that you know I 
so I'll tell you something happened recently. So I've had a golf buddy. He's like, yeah, you know, I've referred you to a couple of friends. And it's a, it's a coaching moment for me to tell them how to refer me properly. Right. It's like, well, cool. That's awesome. If you, please take that opportunity, maybe put us in a group text so that I can, you can get the introduction. That way I can do the follow up from there. So I've had, I've had a couple of those moments lately. Um, it's okay. The, 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 are, you, are you open to some coaching or how would you like to be referred? Yep. And challenge and challenge and say, well, I, I like it when you give out three cards. No, you don't. You're a liar. You don't like it when you want to be referred <laughs> with value. Lisa's my person. I trust her implicitly. Don't argue with her. Pay whatever she tells you. She's the one. Yep. She's the bomb. That's how we all want to be referred, right? But if you don't coach somebody on that and say, and I understand it's not going to be it's going to be 100% exclusive, but don't give out three cards. Right. If you're, I'm going to refer you this deal, but I'm going to refer you that deal, but I'm going to refer you with value like you're the only guy in town. So they, and, 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 and you've got to temper that just a little bit, but that's the, that's the message that you want to get across. Because otherwise, there's no value in the referral. So let's say I'm your friend, and you're trying to teach me. Yes. What do you tell me to say? So Lisa, are you open to some coaching? Coaching on what? On, on referring me? Yeah, sure. Okay, cool. Well, tell me, and remind me what's your industry. I should know this because you're my well, VIP. I'm but you're saying, oh wow, okay. So, so when when you're looking for a babysitter, or when you're looking for a housekeeper, or when you're looking for a service, how do you like to be introduced to that service? One, one of my friends. Okay. Okay, and an endorsement of some kind, and something like that. Okay, cool. So that that's what that's what makes my world go round. If if somebody like you is influential and trustworthy as you are, as prominent as you are in our in our community, if you referred me that way, that would make the that makes all the difference in the world. And so if you can't and if you can as as Jeremy said, get me in on a group text, get me in on a group email or let me know. I will jump all over them. I'll make sure I'll, I'll go at their pace, but I'm going to acknowledge that immediately. I'll let you know that we're engaged. We're engaged with them. What's going on? What steps we're taking? I'll keep you in the loop if you're interested in what's going on without violating any confidences. But I'll, I'll make sure that you know we're taking great care of them. And with my golf buddies, I'll just, I'll just get them really drunk and start beating them up. You know, say, "Hey, guys, I need some. I need some referrals from you." I get, I get, I get a little more. I get a little more direct with those guys. So, Dave, so a couple questions for you. So, what are you, what are you doing to love on your VIPs? What are some tactics you do to love on your VIPs? Well, I, and having them to your home is one of the most is, is a very intimate thing. That's really special if you can pull that off. If you've got the support to do that and the resources to do that, that's huge. I love to shoot skeet. Skeet's a lot faster than golf. It's a lot more social. You're all standing together. Golf, it's just like a covey of quail uh, chasing people around, and it's five or six hours. So skeet's a lot more efficient for me. I'm halfway decent at it, so I don't embarrass myself too much. And we can shoot a couple of rounds, have a beer, have some snacks, and get everybody home at a decent hour. So that's, that's what I do. Uh, Greg, a very good golfer. I mean, a really good golfer. He's got a tremendous competitive advantage in that space because he's not going to embarrass himself on court. Hits the ball a mile, and and so he can have he can do better on a golf course. Uh, but there, uh, anything like that where you're having some fun and some recreation with them. Rick likes going car shopping. You go car shopping with Rick, you made it to his VIP mm-hmm. list. Any Meekum auction anywhere in the country, he's down. That is his love language. I'm, I'm assuming I'm assuming you have a birthday program. Oh yeah, we got to check. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, that's all. I, I, that's all standard stuff. Gift, I mean, gifting gifting program? Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Birthdays, anniversaries, that sort of thing. Yes, sir. Speaking of gifting, can you speak about the, uh, 
VIP random gifting, what that looks like. Is it systematized? I mean, obviously the yeah. anniversary birthdays and Christmas, that's awesome, but what are you doing randomly? Is it specific to that? Yeah, ra- ra- random's a title, it's not an adjective. It is, there's nothing random about it. So you're, <laughs> you, in a perfect world, your VIPs are getting two gifts a year from you that are thoughtful, that are not embarrassingly grandiose, coffee mug from their university, a cigar, a sleeve of golf balls, uh, uh, a box of shotgun shells, come shoot with me one afternoon. Yep. If that, a, a subscription to a magazine, 10, 12 bucks to buy a year-long subscription to Runner's World or Viking World or Yacht whatever or whatever. And every month they get the, oh, shoot, I forgot, you know, whatever. Yep. And so on and so on. So being uh, systematic about it, but then it's just out of nowhere. Like, oh, I was, I was thinking, I saw this and I thought of you. Yep. Pers- I think personalized gifts, like anything, anything, anytime you can make it personal. But not a backbreaker financial. Hey, correct, yes. Be? 50 bucks. Well, and I love books. Thank you. Yep. Books, bottle of wine, those are good default. Yep. But I, I love books. I've got probably 200 books in my office and somebody walks in and I can, I can just say, you know what? You want this one. Here you go. Yep. The butterfly effects one for kids. I'll give them the butterfly effect. I love that book. I'm sorry, go ahead. So for a birthday presents, you also make them thoughtful, custom to that person? Yes. Mm-hmm. I think they just, and, and not, most of these people are pretty well off, so I'm not going to wow them, but, but it's the personal is where you wow them on that. I, I, yes, ma'am. Can you talk about your process as far as, like, from, like, initial conversation to, Sure. I mean, once once I identify them as a VIP, I mean, I I mean, I let them know that they're a VIP of mine. You know, and I, and I and I, and, I, and, I, and you know, and I'm and one thing I'm really good at too is I'll send I'll send probably quarterly I send a video out to a VIP just defining what a VIP is. Just a just a reminder. Whether they watch the video or not, I don't know. But it's just it's just staying in front of them, staying engaged with them. So so then and then you know for me it's what's the identification process like? Well, again for me it. I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. Dayton. So who's who's your best client? First time home buyer, move up buyer, certain neighborhood. Okay, so a move up buyer. So who knows those people? Those people are starting to save money for for college. So financial planners know those people. Property casualty agents know those people, and and you know where they all you know where they all nest. So so you got to find whether it's the neighborhood association or you get on the board, and then you got the inside track and you've got intel that you can share with everybody. Everyone's trading information, and so being tactical about where are those people and who else who else is servicing those people. Is that helpful? And I've been doing like something I'm doing, a like, great tactic for you guys. It was really, this really worked for me. I did a, uh, about a month ago, I did an estate class just for my VIPs. Cause you'd be surprised, like most people don't have any, don't have wills. They don't have, you know, they're not, they're not set up for the, for the, you know, what happens if you, if you pass. So like, you know, setting those guys up for that kind of stuff. I mean, just again, just, you know, the deeper. children have no shoes. And so you keep, don't assume, don't assume that they've got a trust. Don't assume they've Correct. updated their will since the second or yep. third child yep. has been born. Don't, don't assume any of that. That's a great, hey, can I ask you, you might, I, mean, I want to take care of you. I want to be available to you as a resource. Have you done this? I have that on my All About You form, so that's a question I ask my All About You form. Ken, Ken first, and then, so Ken. So, I've been at the core for it's my third year, and since the beginning, I've kind of struggled with the concept of the, the VIP list. 
and I feel like I'm really spread out across 50 people, and most of them are probably prospective VIPs because I'm mm-hmm. not in a relationship with all 50 people, right? So um, I, I think I'd like to narrow it down to my top five and then identify my next five right. and, and really work on getting in a relationship right. with, with, with just five people. Mm-hmm. So, so I think she starts small. Try to build it up from there because cool. I can't just automatically get into a relationship. So here's the process. Here's, are you ready? This is it. This secret sauce right here. Page 104 is the first conversation. Assuming you like them, assuming that they have what you want, you want to hang out with them. Page 104 is the first conversation, and then page 101 is the second conversation. You know, I think, uh, you know, we've all been taught, especially those of us who have been around the core for a long time, you have to have 50 people in your VIP list. Like, that's the, that's the magical number. But, uh, you know, like, I, I believe in quality over quantity. And if you don't have 50 people, that's okay. You work your way up to that, right? But if you, like, Ken, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. Like, I narrowed mine down to 20 about a year ago. And I built it up from there, right? So 20 quality people, and I'm building it from there. So, it, you know, if it's okay, if it's okay, if they're not a VIP, they're not a VIP. Don't waste your time and resources. So, so here's the homework assignment right now. Go to page 105. Page 105. Write down the five VIPs that you want to go get in front of in the next couple of weeks. You know who they are. You've just not had that grown-up conversation. You like them. You admire them. You respect them. You want to hang out with them, but you've never really had that conversation. Your CPA, your financial planner, your property and casualty agent, your lender, your team members, team member. Yes. Am I your guy? Am I your go-to? Am I in your top ten? These names ought to pop off. You ought to get get people to you. You know what? I'm I'm determined. I'm going to go make this happen. I just got challenged. I want to have a better year next year. Here we go. Let's just see. To the best of your ability. I mean, nobody nobody's perfect on that. Monday's the day. How was your weekend? What's going on this week? How was your quarter? What are you doing next quarter? What are you guys doing for Thanksgiving? Did you see the game? Like I was saying, like once you get that list really dialed in, I mean, you're probably talking to them several a day. And if you're if you're engaged, if you're really working on something together, hey, I want to give you an update on the Smith file. They've been great clients all the way along. I'm going to give you that's part of your Tuesday update call too. Is well, you have a list. I used I used to be that way as well. No, I'm serious. Like I used to, be, I used to like to dread some of those calls. I look at that list and I'm just like, oh, God, I really have to call that person today. Well, yeah, but, but I mean, delegate. delegate. <laughs> but at some point, you start looking at that list. You're like, oh, I can't wait to talk to these people. Yeah. That's that's a good place to be. Just just a change. Right, have we got there five? All right. So who wants to, who wants to play the game on page 104? All right, B. Thank you very much. Uh, you could be the you could be my the, my potential referral partner. Be your financial planner. Yeah. So be your financial planner. You've been in business for a long time. You're well respected in our community. I know we got some mutual acquaintances, and that's how we got introduced. I, mean, I guess my first question is, 
If somebody were to call you and say, we need to sell mom and dad's house, who would you refer them to? Wow, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. That means the world to me. I, I, I don't, not to overdo it, but I gotta ask you, tell me what I do that, that helps you refer me with confidence. Because if you just say thanks a bunch, I appreciate it, you may abandon the behavior that makes all the difference in the world. So you gotta go a little bit deeper and say, tell me what it is I do, because I don't ever want to take you for granted, and I don't want to abandon that behavior. It's because I've got really good Spurs tickets, and that's the only reason I want to make sure that I take care of you and your husband. If it's because uh, I do something, I want to make sure that I keep that in mind. And I'm gonna also take that information elsewhere too, but. No, I, I don't know, I just don't get Okay. You well, the most in the area, everybody knows you. What? That's, I really appreciate that. That means a lot to me. I'm going to take good care of them. Anybody you send me, I promise you. So, and I want to keep going. All right, now, give me number two. So, so B, you know a lot of people. You're very well respected in the industry. If somebody were to buy or sell a house, who would you refer them to? Uh, you know, probably. Oh, you just you got already. There's only four answers. You already gave me one. That's me. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Stay in character. Stay in character. That's okay. So, I mean, there's four. And so one is you, and you say thank you, and you make a big deal about that. Number two is Jeremy Larkin. Oh, my God, Jeremy, I've known his probation officer for years. That guy's amazing. <laughs> Which one? Which one? In two states. And so, man. But I want to know, if, if, if Jeremy really is your go-to guy, I said, I, I respect that guy. Are you sure? Big number. I want to know, tell me what it is he does that allows you, I, I can't just say, oh, shucks. Or, and I don't want, I want to stay on the high road, but I want to say, tell me what he does, because I want to find that out. And if I can, if I can win him over, great. But if I'm not, if I say, wow, Jeremy does this and this and this, I'm going to take that information and go to my next potential VIP and say, here's what some other realtors do for their VIPs. I want to make sure I do the same thing for you, if that's a value to you. So Jeremy, like a great guy, I understand completely. Now, I don't think Jeremy's bilingual. And Jeremy lives in the woodlands, and so he may not want to deal with scruffy deals out in the boonies. Or Jeremy's not going to Atascacita. Or Jeremy's not going to, to um, Katie. Uh, Sugar Land. That's an hour drive. So I'm definitely not. Yeah, so in San Antonio, we go everywhere. In Houston, you don't go quite as far. I mean, you go a long way, but you don't go from one end of the Metroplex to the other. So there's other things we might talk about where I can be. And, or does he do commercial? Or does he do this? Or whatever. And so... I want to get my foot in the door if I can and get on the Rolodex. And you may not be an oh my God VIP forever, but we'll keep working on it and we'll see how it goes. Okay? All right? So, me, thank you very much. Jeremy, okay, I'm known as probation officer. All right? All right? Next one is uh, so and so, but I haven't heard from them in, in five years. Oh my God, I can't believe they do that. Can you imagine they stuff a check in their pocket and they never hear from them again? That's not how we operate. Let me tell you what we do. Let me tell you about our follow-up program. Let me tell you how we take care of our people afterwards. And make, I'm going to be an extension of your practice. So anybody you refer to me, I'm going to take great care of, reflect well on you, get them back to you in one piece, and so on. And the last one is I don't have anybody. I say, well, that's the role I want. I want to be that person on your Rolodex. But you got to get good at that. And be able to, and the same thing with the, on page 101. I've done that probably, I've, I've role played that a thousand times. I've probably done it 500 times. That was one, that was another one of the unbelievable CDs we got years ago. 
There's absolute gold. So, Dave, real quick, like, what are you, what are you doing to build your VIP list? What's a tactic that you use to help build your VIP list? Asking them who else, who their VIP. Okay, I love that and, tactic. And, I, and the triangle for trust. I actually wrote that down. I love lunch. that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Cleve. Um, real quick, you've got 150 VIPs. What's your volume look like now? The last three, four years average. Same thing. Okay. We hover between five and six. Thank you. We hover between five and six hundred sides a year. Uh, we'll do over four million in fees. We'll do 150, 160 million this year, and that's kind of we go back and forth with Brick. It was figure out how big your restaurant is, serve that many people, quit putting tables in the street, and the, the greedy part of me was never turn any business down. And I, oh, you want to sell? No problem. I'll, I'll work you in and all that kind of stuff. That's the greedy, selfish, insecure part of me. Uh, Rick coaches on. This is how many people we can serve really, really well. Let's stay at that number. I still have a hard time balancing that turn people down. 15, 16 salaries plus a couple of buyer's agents. So yeah, I've got about 60, but roughly 60 people on my VIP list. We'll do about, I think we're on track for 290 sides this year. A little bit better price point. Somebody else, yes sir, hang on one sec. Somebody else had a hand up. Do, 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 do. Sean, yes, sir, you're up. Yeah, Sean's had his hand up. I, just, I want to say, I've been on the receiving end of, of a realtor VIP, and the thing that really moved the needle for me was, you know, Ben recognizes my $2 birthdays. He dropped off a cupcake, and it, he sent a text message to me that I gave him my daughter. Ben should be up here teaching this class. Ben should be here. Nikki should be up here. Uh, who else am I missing that's really, really, really good at this? And even though he has somebody else to do and help him with it and execute it, he still he puts that little personal touch, which is where I fall short. But as a realtor, I mean, that's why I say personal family, my video. Yeah. I think it's all about Lisa personal touch. should be up here teaching this class. You will be. Actually, Sorry? Nick, oh. Yeah. 
I think it's, yeah, it's one of those things I mentioned earlier. It's like it doesn't have to be just about direct business. If they're, I, I have influencers on my list, right? So people that I just want to be connected with because they can connect me with other people like Nikki just said. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, they're not in the market to buy or sell houses. Right. The principle, but again, the whole, purpose of the, the whole purpose of this is to leverage those relationships Correct. and the impact that they have. Yes, sir. Well, what uh, 2020 to say going into 2022, 2022, the review of it. So we actually highlighted yellow, the area. So I have, like you, Jeremy, I had my roommate college, best man, thing. He is a, he's a developer, big developer. Uh, I, I, I track everything. So, man, a couple of years ago, you sent us four or five deals. Last year, she sent us two. The year before, then you didn't send us any. So I want to make sure we didn't mess something up or I missed something. Like, oh, shoot, man, I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. Gee whiz. Yeah. Or, you know what? As a matter of fact, I've been meaning to tell you, my wife got her license and it's been a blast. And so, and so, but again, it's, it's okay to have that grown up conversation. It's not threatening, but it's just, hey, I want to make sure I didn't mess something up. It's not you, it's me. You know, what, you know, what does that yeah, look like? And I think there's many ways to skin a cat, but I will tell you, like, I, I, I know what you're going through. Like, I've, I have, I've had those people in my life as well. So something I did, and I did it starting actually beginning of 2020, is I created a top 10 friends list. Strictly just friends. Like, these are people, if I have extra time, I'm only going to spend my time with these people. And maybe and maybe that guy falls in that type of category. You're in the, you're in the friend zone. You're yeah, not in that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, but I, you love these guys, right? You know what I mean? I've got, I mean, it, it, I get it, so. Would you say, though, 10%, 20% of those VIPs from 2018, maybe? Yeah, I top grade mine about every quarter. Like I take it real serious. I, I look at I look at my I look at my VIP list and I'm looking. Or should, is this person really a VIP or do I you know do I need to pull somebody else up? I use my Friday calls to build my VIP list as well. So. So that, I'm that's probably not as hard on that as I should. I should probably yeah. be a little more intentional about. I, I have about. my targets, and I'm, I'm looking at these guys. And my Friday, my Friday calls are trying to get people to, to promote sales, to promote to my VIP. The sales guy, and he says, "No, we'll figure it out. We'll work it out." Right. <laughs> that's right. Yes, sir. I want to hit on something that uh, Nikki said, and it's kind of wrapped it up for me. It's the giver's gain with heart, yep. right? Mm -hmm. Dude, you're you're amazing at that. Do that, like Nikki just nailed that. The giver's gain with a little bit of heart attached. Mm -hmm. Money. Mm -hmm. Stop worrying about what you're going to give. Just go give with your heart to the right people, mm -hmm. right? And it all work out. Correct. That's great. Yes, ma'am. Um, I appreciate all the nuggets you guys have given me, and one of them that I really like is doing smaller groups of your VIPs. And do y'all ever have any problems with doing groups of smaller VIPs and then other VIPs finding out that they weren't mm -hmm. invited to it and getting their feelings hurt? Because yeah. I live in bubble like you do. I don't pro I don't promote it that way though. Like I don't I'm not like bragging about it on social media or anything like that. Yeah. I'm hanging out with Lisa Sin. Look at us. Look at us. And you're not in the room. Ha ha. Yeah. Yeah. I, I you know it's funny. It's, it's funny. I didn't even thought about it that way. But it's not it's not it's not a problem I've had to deal with. But I guess I don't know. That's again I think you know. My VIP list is pretty, I say partition, right? There's groups of people, right? So like, there's certain groups of my VIPs don't talk to other groups of my VIPs. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of careful who I 
surround those people with. You know what I mean? So it's maybe not, I don't do it on purpose for that reason, but it's a, it's a, that's a good thought, though, for sure. I, I, so for me, it's, everybody's welcome at my house. And my wife right. will say, oh, no, you can't put them and them together. Why not? I mean, we're the hub of that deal. But she said, oh, absolutely not. Okay, never mind. Whatever. So we won't do it. So it does come up. I wouldn't don't overthink that. Because say yeah, you're on my next one, I, you know we just that one filled up and we're doing this and we're going to do smaller, more intimate dinner yep. parties and I want to mm-hmm. introduce you to who would you like to meet or who else can I introduce you to, and so, so it's you know somebody's gonna get their feelings hurt. You got to keep on rolling. Yeah, so I'm doing one small dinner party per month now. That's 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 my rotation. So three to four families, I'm inviting them over to my house per month. Right, and it well, might be it might be poker, it might be golf, it might be wine, it might be just dinner. And or or you can say, oh, I I didn't know you'd be interested. I'd love to include you in my next right. one. Uh, real quick, sometimes the QR codes are not working down here. A lot of people did not fill those out for the classes yesterday. Rick challenged us this morning to do better than we did on yesterday's scores, so hopefully we've done that. But please, uh, we need that feedback. We grade those. Uh, we look at every one of those surveys. So if you'll take, uh, as you're going back up, uh, we have one more class wherever you're going. And then at lunch, when you're up and you can get a Wi-Fi signal or whatever, if you would please uh, grade yesterday's classes. We only got about half of what we needed. Yeah. And so, yeah, we're missing a lot of scores. If you walk, if you guys walked away with four or five good nuggets, please give us a five. We'd really appreciate it. And anything else, we're here for questions until they run us out of the room. But I just want to say, please, please hit those QR codes for us, if you would. And uh, we've got one more class this morning, back upstairs for lunch, and then we'll have a really fun uh, general session this afternoon. Guys, thank you all yep. very much yep. for being here. Really appreciate it. You've been listening to the CORE's Sales Training Boot Camp. For registration information about our two-day business building summits, call 1-800-660-6670 or find us on the web at www.thecoretraining.com.